Hi, Vetfolio Voice listeners. Welcome back. This podcast episode is sponsored by Zoetis and features Dr. Chris Adolph here to talk to us about heartworm disease and more specifically ProHeart 12. As many of you are aware, I live in the Southeast. Um, I call this my October voice here in the Southeast. It's kind of scratchy and nasally. Thank you, allergies. But anyway, we diagnose heartworm disease, I mean, way more often than I would like. Sometimes it's multiple dogs per week. So when the most recent data from the American Heartworm Society showed that the prevalence of heartworm disease is increasing, I wish I could say I was surprised. So it was great to talk to Dr. Adolph about why the increasing prevalence of heartworm disease is occurring, concerns for heartworm resistance, and how the use of preventatives like ProHeart 12 can help. Dr. Adolf received his DVM degree in 1996 from Oklahoma State University and was a practice owner for 17 years, during which time he developed a special interest in parasitology and practice management. In 2013, Dr. Adolf completed a master's degree at Oklahoma State and in 2015 became a diplomate of the American College of Veterinary Microbiologists. He's a board-certified parasitologist at Zoetis and serves on the boards of the National Center for Veterinary Parasitology, the American Heartworm Society, and the American College of Veterinary Microbiologists Board of Governors. He's also authored numerous peer-reviewed papers and textbook chapters. Let's go ahead and get into our talk. Dr. Chris Adolph joining me today to talk about canine heartworm disease. Dr. Adolph, thank you so much for joining me. It is a pleasure to be here. We are so happy to have you. Let's jump into it. Let's talk about heartworm disease. What is the latest on canine heartworm disease? Is true prevalence still going up? Yeah, despite the deadly nature of canine heartworm disease and the decades-long availability of monthly macrocyclic lactone preventive products, cases continue to increase and spread across the U.S., According to the American Heartworm Society's latest uh, 2019 incidence map, a recent study reported the prevalence of heartworm positive cases increased by 21.7% between 2013 and 2016. As the veterinary community should be shocked by our lack of success in curbing this deadly infectious disease. Researchers attribute the rise in cases to poor compliance with heartworm disease prevention, vector spread, as well as translocation of shelter dogs from the south of the U.S. to the north and west. In order to get out ahead of the spread, the American Heartworm Society emphasizes that dogs across the country be on an effective heartworm disease preventive 12 months of the year, but many veterinarians have deprioritized the importance of compliance with monthly preventives year-round, perhaps because they don't perceive the risk to be high in their area or because they assume pet owner compliance. Oh, man. Yeah. And we see it really frequently in my area, but I can absolutely relate to being guilty of assuming compliance. So, Like you mentioned, there's been this wide availability of products for years. How, despite our best efforts, are we still dealing with this? And how is it getting worse and not better? Well, according to the American Heartworm Society, if the veterinary community is going to beat heartworm disease, compliance with and effectiveness of preventives are key. 
An American Animal Hospital Association study revealed that owners using a monthly product for heartworm disease prevention administer, on average, 50% of a prescribed monthly product. Just 50%. That's not going to cut it against heartworm disease. Not to mention that two-thirds of dogs leave the veterinarian with no heartworm prevention at all. We prescribe it and hope the owners are going to purchase it and hope even more that they will remember to give it to their dogs every month. We wouldn't do that for rabies or parvovirus prevention because we fear the cases of those diseases would rise if we left compliance up to the owner. So if we want to ensure 100% protection for our patients, we need to take compliance out of the owner's hands and provide that service for them. So one of the things I worry about when we're talking about, you know, this 50% that you mentioned before is heartworm resistance. We're hearing more and more about heartworm resistance. So what's the latest that we've learned? Yeah, well, we could spend an hour on this, but we're not going to. Uh, all of the listeners are welcome for that. Uh, <laughs> Resistance of heartworms to macrocyclic lactone preventives has been confirmed through research uh, over the past decade, and resistance strains continue to be identified. We've learned that resistance is a hereditary trait, and we've researched genetic markers helpful in identifying resistant strains. Resistance has been noted in more than 15 different heartworm strains so far, and there are very likely more out there. While the majority of these strains seem to be concentrated in the lower Mississippi River Valley region of the U.S., several have been found beyond this area. Unfortunately, we don't have a full understanding of the distribution and prevalence of known and yet unidentified resistant strains. This will require further surveillance. Until then, veterinarians can only do our best to prevent the situation from worsening. That is terrifying that there are 15 different identified resistant heartworm strains, and we still don't fully understand the prevalence, like you said. So how can we minimize the risk of heartworm resistance for our patients? Heartworm resistance is amplified first and foremost by poor compliance with monthly heartworm preventives. The fewer dogs that are protected year-round from heartworm disease, the more likely resistance is to develop to partial use of available preventives. Secondly, translocation of heartworm-infected animals from areas of macrocyclic lactone resistance to other areas across the U.S. is a concern. Dogs rescued by shelter organizations harboring heartworm infections are being regularly transported across state lines, with many of those dogs coming from the lower Mississippi River Valley area where macrocyclic lactone resistance has been confirmed. A study of 414 dogs rescued from Hurricane Katrina and shipped to states north showed that nearly 50% were positive for heartworm. In 2019, ASPCA reported over 40,000 dogs were shipped from southern to northern areas of the United States. One recent study showed Colorado's prevalence of heartworm disease increased 68% over three years due to increase in sheltered dog importations. And finally, research indicates that prophylactic efficacy may depend on the active ingredient in the formulation and the dosage regimen selected. 
So let's talk about that a little bit more because I understand that there's some research into the efficacy of current preventatives, including, say, ProHeart on resistant strains of heartworms. Sure. So interestingly, several previous studies have shown significant efficacy of injectable moxidectin or ProHeart against resistant heartworm strains. In a large field study, ProHeart 12 was 100% effective in preventing heartworm disease for 12 months in 236 client-owned dogs, of which 22% were in the lower Mississippi River Valley area where macrocyclactone resistance has been confirmed. Based on these findings, a more recent study compared the preventive efficacy of a single injection of ProHeart 12 to six consecutive monthly doses of HeartGuard Plus or Interceptor Plus against an induced infection of the JYD-resistant heartworm strain. In this study, ProHeart 12 was 100% effective in preventing the development of heartworm disease from the resistant strain. Whereas after six consecutive monthly doses, all HeartGuard Plus and Interceptor Plus treated dogs had adult heartworms. In a similar 12-month study, ProHeart 12 was 98% effective in preventing the development of JYD-resistant heartworm versus HeartGuard and Interceptor Plus, which were both less than 40% effective. Oh my goodness, you're blowing my mind here with these resistant strains. That's really scary. What do you think is behind ProHeart 12's efficacy against the resistant strain JYD34. The difference in performance of moxidectin in this and other studies has been attributed to the inherent properties of moxidectin, including high potency against heartworms, long half-life, and high margin of safety due to less preference toward mammalian receptors. The dose of moxidectin in ProHeart 12 is 0.5 milligrams per kilogram once a year. The fact that the dose in ProHeart 12 is released slowly over time, made possible by the extended release formulation, allows this highly effective molecule to fight heartworm larvae every day. Also, although it's not new, application of moxidectin as a heartworm disease preventive in the U.S. has been relatively limited compared to other macrocyclic lactone products such as ivermectin and milbamycin oxide, providing less opportunity for resistance to develop thus far. I suppose that makes sense. I never really thought about that. What other factors might limit the efficacy of preventatives against heartworm disease? It's also important to remember that some products require multiple doses to be 100% effective against heartworm disease infection. For example, Interceptor Plus, with the active ingredients milbamycin oxime and proziquanil, is labeled as needing to be administered until at least six months after the dog's last seasonal exposure. The fact that many veterinarians only prescribe heartworm disease preventive seasonally reveals a huge gap in protection that doesn't require mosquitoes to be present year-round. So ProHeart requires an in-office injection. Isn't it just easier for clients to order their heartworm preventative online, have it delivered, especially considering pandemic conditions? A key benefit of ProHeart 12 that often goes overlooked is that it is a service clients can only get from their hospitals. 
Not only does this once a year injection guarantee 12 months of heartworm protection in just one dose, but it also helps to grow your pharmacy revenue. With ProHeart 12, you can offer convenient heartworm disease prevention that doesn't require homework for your clients. And that revenue from 12 months of prevention cannot be lost due to failure of the client to come back mid-year or their decision to order online. Clients have to bring their pets in for their annual heartworm test anyway, which is an easy time to provide that protection by curbside service or before they leave your practice from the annual exam. Because ProHeart eliminates the need to stock multiple SKUs of product, switching can significantly reduce your inventory carrying costs while still providing your practice with that essential pharmacy revenue. Thus, ProHeart can significantly increase profit margin while greatly increasing patient heartworm disease coverage and compliance. I challenge veterinarians to look at what percent of their canine patients are currently purchasing 12 months of heartworm disease protection. After trying ProHeart 12, compare your patient coverage and pharmacy revenue. Research shows 80% of customers would prefer an injectable heartworm preventive. All you need to do is make sure your staff is recommending it. Try a fun 30-day staff challenge and witness the benefits. So, of course, there's this fear of the unknown, maybe, to veterinarians who have never used this product before. What would you say to veterinarians who have never used ProHeart before? Well, what I would tell them is that ProHeart 12 has actually been available in Australia for over 20 years and is the number one prescribed heartworm disease preventive there. Over 30 million doses of ProHeart have been prescribed globally. Although caution should be used when administering a macrocyclic lactone to dogs with high circulating microfilaria counts, ProHeart 12 administered at three times the labeled dose in heartworm positive dogs had no adverse clinical effects. In fact, in large field study, ProHeart 12 had a similar adverse events profile to HeartGuard Plus. Because of the long-time use of ProHeart 12 globally, there exists excellent pharmacovigilance data to support it. Despite its long-term use globally, it's still 100% effective in the lab and field studies in the U.S. So overall, what's the take-home message for veterinarians from this study? Well, it's the veterinarian's responsibility to help curb the spread of heartworm disease and resistant strains by encouraging compliance with recommended preventives. Beyond its efficacy, ProHeart takes compliance out of the owner's hands by providing an effective, convenient, and valuable service. As vets, we should all take an objective look at what percent of our patients are receiving 12 months of heartworm disease protection, because knowledge is the first step in making a difference against the spread of this disease. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Adolf, and for all of the great information about ProHeart 12. Hopefully, this will kind of get some good messaging out where people can become familiar with it and, and get some dogs protected against heartworms. I certainly hope so. Uh, I hope this has been a good use of time for everybody. All right, a big thank you to Dr. Adolf for joining us today. I hope you guys learned a lot about heartworm disease and ProHeart 12, and a big thank you to Zoetis for sponsoring this episode. If you'd like to find out more about this and other exciting podcast episodes, click on the Education tab on the Vetfolio website. 
As always, we'd love to hear your input on this session, as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day. Use ProHeart 12 in dogs 12 months of age or older. Do not administer to dogs that are sick, debilitated, underweight, have a history of weight loss, or to those previously found to be hypersensitive to the drug. Hypersensitivity reactions may occur in some dogs when ProHeart 12 is administered alone or with vaccines. Anaphylactic and anaphylactoid reactions can result in death and should be treated immediately with the same measures used to treat hypersensitivity reactions to vaccines and other injectable products. The most common reported side effects in clinical trials were vomiting, lethargy, diarrhea, and anorexia. People should avoid inhalation, contact with eyes, or accidental self-injection. Certification is required before veterinarians and staff administer ProHeart 12. See full prescribing information at ProHeartDVM.com.